Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Paul Douglas back with you. Jordana missing. I don't see her. I think she's getting ready. Uh, for the fishing opener, you know, getting her gear, checking her tackle box, making sure she has the right lures, and and she's ready to go. And I know she is so pumped to head out first thing right at daybreak tomorrow morning, right at sunrise, or not. I think I don't know. I you, I mean, am I being unfair, DJ? Um, I'm not going out either. So. No, no, you're not. And uh, I mean, she Jordana could walk to Cedar Lake right there and. She could, and she should. Bass or something, but I don't know. Where is Adam Carter? Uh, Is Adam Carter on Leech Lake? Where is he? We should know this. Adam, are you there? I'm here. You know what? I'm on. uh, Not. It's weird because you just mentioned Cedar Lake. I'm at the Cedar Lakes Casino Hotel, Paul. Oh, are you? Are you doing a little gambling? Come on. (laughs) Every day I get up is a game, Paul. (laughs) <laughs> I get up. Uh, so I did. Are, I, are you, you know what? I did do a little gambling here. Uh, we were up this morning talking to Governor Walls and his fishing guide and some other people from the DNR and the tourism department. But we had a little downtime this afternoon, and yeah, I went down and played some slots, and I, I did okay. You did okay. Good for you. I I probably stand better chance on the slots than I do trying to catch walleye on, on Pelican Lake. But uh, I will try nonetheless later on this summer. What what are you tracking? What are you hearing? Uh, people upbeat, optimistic for the fishing opener? They're optimistic that the ice is off, and that only happened probably <laughs> in the last less than, a, <laughs> less than a week ago. They were saying that oh my God. these lakes had... Still a lot of ice on them about a week ago at this time. But the uh, the wind and the warm and the rain all combined to get that ice off just in time for the opener. So that means the water's pretty cold still, obviously, with the lousy spring we've had so far. And that yeah. usually doesn't bode well for good walleye fishing if that water temperature's still yet to hit 50. You know, walleye start to spawn when the temps start getting into the low 50s, mid 50s water temperature. So we're probably still uh, south of that, but you never know. I mean, it's those walleyes could be hungry, and if they you fish them shallow enough, you could have some good luck. What What do you use for a lure? With what do you have luck with? You know, this early, uh, you cannot go wrong with a jig and a minnow. That's pretty much the okay. best early spring presentation you can put in front of a walleye. That being said. I just talked to a couple of guys downstairs who came from a bait shop, and there was a limit on the amount of minnows they could get 
just because of the late spring and the frozen water, the minnow collection is lower than where it usually is. So there's a minnow shortage, and that means prices are probably a lot more expensive than they usually are for minnows. Adam Estradana, that's what I keep telling Paul, a jig and a minnow, and he just doesn't listen. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't get it. Jordana wants to dance a jig. <laughs> you know I know nothing about you fishing, know, but I, I'd i like to know what... Paul's an artificial guy. Paul's a true, he's a true fisherman. He likes the artificial baits. No live bait, you know, he's a conservationist. Let's use the... I like the, uh, the leeches. Artificial. I like the leeches because it grosses everybody out when I when I put a, a leech on my line. Uh, yeah. Honestly, you know, all the years I've been walleye fishing, I've always had the best luck with leeches, but that's usually a little bit later in the season. Yeah. You know, yeah, you yeah. get a few weeks into, in, into May or early June, leech is the way to go. Yeah. Oh. Well, good luck, Adam. Do you usually catch something really great on, on the fishing opener? Do you usually have success? Uh, if I get out of bed and get out on a boat, uh, it's 50-50. But if I stay 50, in 50. bed, you know, okay. that's, that's always a success. 50-50. Right. That's an easy weekend for me. You know what I mean? Hey, right. I'm just happy it's not snowing. I remember a few fishing yeah. openers where there were flurries and wild winds. And, you know, the hardcore fisher people are out there no matter what the weather. They thumb their nose at the weather. And, I, I mean, I'm just so impressed with that uh, stoic sense of Minnesota resolve. No matter what the weather, we're going out. I will say this, Paul. I was just I was talking about this earlier. I think in the last probably ooh, eight years or so, the weather on opener actually has been pretty good generally, mm-hmm. meaning that, you know, dry temperatures in the 60s at least. There have been a couple that were miserable. Uh, but I think the over the you know the near near my near memory over the last several years has been weather has been pretty good and that looks to be the case here. It was pretty nice today, yeah. a little breezy but sunny into the low 60s, and I think tomorrow is probably going to be the same. And the winds are going to die down a little bit, so I think it's it's going to be pretty good for being this far north. Yeah, yeah just Paul, you should listen to Adam. He knows what he's talking about. You should take. I notes. know. I know. I know. No, he's a serious fisherman. Yeah, there's going to be a little little walleye chomp tomorrow. Good luck, yeah. uh, Adam, yeah. and uh, I hope you catch your limit and keep an eye on the governor, okay? Good luck. Will do. Thank you both. Anytime, uh, invitation, always open. If you guys want to come fishing with me, uh, anytime. Sure. We go to the grocery store. We go right to the frozen food section. We get a couple of uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> salmon, tilapia. All easily there you accessible. Go. I like That's that. That's right. I was fishing at Costco sure today. That's right. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. That's great. Thanks, Adam. Nope. Good luck. I caught you a big it. salmon. Yeah, we're having it for dinner tonight. Yeah, I did well. Yeah. It was a good, good price. Good for you. Yeah. Good it was a good for deal. You. Yeah, you were fishing. All right. <laughs> yeah, Mark, Mark went fishing once, and he said he couldn't do it anymore because they used live worms. And he said he felt guilty every time that he had to kill the worm when he put it on the hook, and he felt bad really? about that. That's why I love him. Yeah. One of the many reasons. Well. When we get back, college students and mental health will have a lesson in what not to say to college students. Next. Full disclosure. The reason I was late for the last segment, and yes, I was late. Uh I will own that. You were fishing? My oldest just got home from college. Yeah. 
So Marley's in the house. And, and when you say a tornado has come through, a tornado has come through the Green household, uh, the best kind ever. And I'm just so excited that she's home. I would have taken the day if I didn't have to save them up, you know, for next week when I go back to Mayo. But I am so excited that she's home and we just got to chatting away and I was a few minutes late for the show. That's okay. It's a good excuse. Sorry about that. You are forgiven. Sorry about that. You know, the mental health, emotional well-being of college students and all teenagers has really been on the mind, the collective consciousness of the country these days. Often a stigma, you know, there's a stigma still involved, especially with young men getting help for emotional crises or any kind of you know, emotional trauma that they are experiencing. And it's really important for all students to have a support system. I'm sure I check in with mine way too much. And I may not even be saying the right thing. I'm always like, how are you feeling emotionally? How are you doing? I'm just too obvious with it. You know, do you think you want to talk to somebody? Are you okay? I know I have cancer. Are you going to be okay? You know, is it too much stress? I'm sure I'm too overt. And maybe it is off-putting for them to say, I am not I don't know, but that's why we're doing this next segment. Jessica Bryant is an education analyst with bestcolleges.com, and she is joining us with what to say and what not to say to college-age kids and how to talk about mental health. So, Jessica, we're so happy to have you on the phone. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's it, look, my I had I, I have a, a freshman in college and, you know, her senior year was decimated because of COVID, of course. And all of these kids, no matter where they are in school, um, have had real strains on their education, on their social lives. And I believe they're probably experiencing a mental health crisis like we've never seen before. Is that where we are with the statistics? Is that accurate? It is accurate, but what a lot of people haven't realized is that it is not at all uncommon for college students to experience changes to their mental health when they start school, even prior to the pandemic. College is a huge change in a student's life, and this is often the first time many of these students are learning how to juggle both their schoolwork with taking care of themselves in a completely new environment that has new demands. So there is a blog uh, called How to Talk to Students About Mental Health, What to Say to Students Who May Be Struggling. There's also What Not to Say. Uh, Let's start with the positive. Uh, You know, I said, I'm just real honest with my kids. I'm like, are you okay emotionally? How are you? Can you handle everything? Are you too stressed out? I just kind of go right there. But am I oversimplifying it? And what do you recommend on what to say to teenagers? Absolutely. So I don't think you're oversimplifying it at all. It's always nice to check in with someone, but you do have to realize that just because you're checking in doesn't mean that this person is going to be ready to open up to you. When they are, though, here's what you want to do. You want to be an active listener. You want to say, I hear you. Just being there and listening to someone can make so much of a difference. And you want to be cautious about not interrupting when they start to share what they're going through. You want to show that you're engaged in this conversation. Another important thing to tell them is that it's okay not to be okay. You are not responsible for improving anyone's mental health. And I think as a parent, that's hard to hear because you want to fix things for them. Mm -hmm. But the best way to show them that you support them through this struggle is to let them know you care about them, that you're here for them, that you acknowledge their struggle, and that you love them just as they are. Mm -hmm. Another way to help is to ask them, how can I help? And something that I think a lot of people don't realize is that when it comes to mental health struggles, 
the help that you need might not always relate directly to the mental health struggles. When you're facing these challenges, things like grocery shopping, running errands, preparing food for yourself, they become a lot more difficult. And so you might need help doing those simple tasks just to get you through. And Mm. in turn, giving that help can really make a difference for someone. Hey, Jessica, this is Paul, and I'm so glad you stress listening. In this day and age where everybody has an opinion and everybody feels the need to share that opinion, sometimes (laughs) emphatically, uh, the most important thing we can do is listen. And yet when you listen, I think many of us feel obligated to say something in response and try to help the situation. What shouldn't we be saying uh, to college-age kids? So one of the first things you want to avoid saying is, I understand what you're going through. It's often natural for us to try to relate to someone when they open up about something deeply personal because we want to show them that they're not alone. But in doing that, we can often make false comparisons and cause that person to shut down because we're now diminishing their feelings and what they're going through. If you have genuinely experienced mental health issues of your own, like anxiety or depression, it can be valuable to share these things with a person who's opening up to you. But you still only want to do that after you've listened actively and intently to what they have to say. Another thing you want to avoid is phrases like, things aren't so bad, or you'll get over it, because things are bad for this person. So Mm -hmm. diminishing, again, that's what we want to avoid. We don't want to diminish what this person is going through. We want to avoid giving that burst of positivity that we sometimes want to say that because we think they need it. Because in this moment, it's, we don't know when their struggles are going to improve. I love having verbiage because, you know, when you, I mean, I really hear that when you're saying, I understand what you're going through. We think that that is offering them comfort. Yeah. Yeah. I know what, I know how you feel. I understand what you're going through. No, we don't. We don't understand how they feel. We never lived through a global pandemic. We didn't have the stressors uh, that they have. And everyone is individualized, even if you have maybe suffered from depression. So um, I'm going to notch that one away. That's a really, really good one. Uh, Jessica, where can parents or anybody who's interested go for a little extra assistance on this? Um, On bestcolleges.com, we have a lot of resources available for students, parents, professors, even peers. If you feel that someone is struggling with their mental health and you don't know what to say, you can visit our website, find all the resources there, and we have some really interesting mental health statistics that are going to be coming out very soon, so you'll want to keep an eye on that. Jessica Bryant, Education Analyst at BestColleges.com. This was enormously helpful. Thank you for your time today. Thanks, Jessica. Thank you for having me. Bye. Yeah, see, there there is a wrong thing to say sometimes, Paul. You know, that's yeah, that's interesting and, and helpful to and, know what it is, so you don't come out with that. And and George, it's so tempting to say, well, you know, when I went to college, here's right. what I encountered, and I got over it, and here's here's how I coped with it. I think it is. Do you think it's harder for young people, not just college 100%. age, but teenagers, harder? And take the pandemic out of it. Even without the pandemic, I would argue that it is more challenging. I mean, young people have online lives. They have their real lives. Mm -hmm. Um, I I just think it is more stressful, more distractions. 
um, mm -hmm. more ways to get into trouble than I think even we had. And I, again, I'm glad I made most of my mistakes before the Internet and that it there isn't an ongoing record of every mistake, every stupid thing I said online. I think it is well, harder. I think that we, you know, and, and a lot of times these kids put a lot of pressure on themselves, but they feel it from each other. You know, they feel it from social media, other people yeah. posting other things, so they think they have to keep up. There are right. different stressors that are happening today that we're not native, we're not technology native, so we'll never fully understand. So hopefully they can help their kids through. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. It a little better than, than we can. This is the first generation of, you know, non-native tech folks raising native tech folks. It's, it's a different kind of struggle. Yeah, it is. It All right. really is. Yeah. Hey, when we get back, it's also Friday the 13th. What? Kind of fun. Kind of fun. Could be scary. But why is th Friday the 13th such a superstition? Why is it kind of a, a spooky day? I will quiz these boys. Play along with us. And today's terrible trivia next. Do you guys know a lot about Friday the 13th? Um, no. Can't say I, I do. Google or study in advance. Nope. 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 All right. No. Who wants to go DJ? first? Uh, Are you superstitious? I'm not superstitious. Well, I am. No. Uh, Are you? No, I'm not. You walk under ladders? You, I mean, be, generally be not because it's a poor place to walk, but... Uh, well, I know. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not good superstitious. Point. Yeah. All right. Good. That's good. All right. Um, uh, who wants to go first? Oh. Well, I think Paul I'll should go, go first. Cause All right, Paul, I'll you're up. First. You're All up. Right. How did Friday, the day Friday, not specifically even Friday the 13th, it started just as the day. How did Friday become unlucky? Because, you know, we look forward to Friday now. Friday's a great day. It's know, the beginning of the I weekend. And, and, yeah. But it was, didn't always used to be that way. Was hmm. it A, Caesar was murdered by his Congress and Brutus on a Friday? B, Chaucer's 14th century Canterbury Tales read... And on a Friday, all of this mischance? Or C, 
The ancient Romans used to decide which virgins to sacrifice on Fridays. Ooh, that's harsh. Um, yeah, it wasn't a friendly, certainly not friendly to women. I that that's a hard one, and I'm gonna oh. go with Caesar. When in doubt, play the Caesar card. No. Why should that be right? How did we go so Caesar? quickly from a nice sunny Friday to sacrificing virgins? Holy yeah, virgin, cow, know, right? Jordana. We went really? there. We went there. Okay. Uh, I made that up. I mean, Caesar was murdered on the Ides of March, but I don't know if that was a Friday or not. We know it was the 15th of, of mm. March. But no, it was actually Geoffrey Chaucer's uh, 14th century, The Canterbury Tales, which we read in like, what, seventh grade, and we remember none of it. It stated, and on a Friday, all this mischance. So, like, all the bad things, I guess, in Canterbury wow. Tales happened on a Friday. Okay. But why the 13th? I get the Friday part. Okay. Well, um, wait for the rest me. of the quiz, Paul. Thank you. All right. All right. You're like a, okay. a toddler. <laughs> well, um, But by the way, since the early 1800s, Fridays eventually became days where people didn't want to do things like moving or getting married or starting a new job mm. because because of Chaucer. So it was kind of unlucky. So just a heads up on that. Wow. All right, David. Yes. Gee, interesting. This is the next question. Somebody's been <laughs> cheating. Why is the number 13 unlucky, okay. David? Mm-hmm. Is it... God, I hope I remember the right answer to this because I made up so much BS for this <laughs> quiz. Um, is it A, there were 13 people at the Last Supper, as you know, David, of course, yes. 12 disciples and Jesus, and yes. it did not end well for Jesus. Yes. Um, B... The ancient Egyptians used 13 levels in the first pyramids, and it fell in, killing a pharaoh. Okay. Or C, most women did not survive the 13th birth of a baby if they lived long enough to have 12. (laughs) 13th? 13th birth of the baby. Good grief. You know, 13th child was always the one that did them in. I'm going to go through the first 12. (laughs) (laughs) A baker's dozen. Um, Right? You know, I, this is either right or it's a myth, but I've heard I've heard it said about the Last Supper, the 13 at the Last Supper, um, which did end poorly, but then, you know, it actually turned out okay for Christians. It, it ended okay. Yeah. It had a happy And ending, then there's Good Friday, yeah. which is a good day. Yes. You know, and then there's Good Friday, so there's that too. But yeah. you're 100% right. It's because there were 13 people at the Last yep. Supper, yep. the disciples, and then Jesus. Okay. Judas good job, shouldn't David. You're killing count. it. Yeah. He shouldn't, but unfortunately, yeah, but they count him in the 13. Uh, Paul, it's not just Christianity that has a connection with the number 13. Norse mythology considers this number very unlucky as well. Why? A, Odin had a dream about a horse with 13 legs and the next day he died. B, a Norse myth tells the story of 12 gods at a dinner party, and when the 13th god, Loki, showed up, he proceeded to shoot Balder, the god of joy and happiness. Or C, Thor had to audition 13 times to finally get his own Marvel movie. <laughs> Boy, I don't think it's C. It's, it's between A and B. Marvel. Yeah. Loki? Um, I'm going to go with B. No? Yes. Lucky guess. Yes. And and by the way, Odin is a god. Oh no, he does eventually die because he's Thor's father. But yeah, whatever. I just made that up. Okay. okay. He's Thor and Loki's father. Well, Loki's adopted father, but okay. Anyway, I digress. I'm a big Marvel fan. I digress. Uh number four. 
Uh, David, yep. even today, some buildings don't have a 13th floor. Yes. Which mm-hmm. kind of building will you rarely find a 13th floor? Ooh, okay. Is it a hospital? Is it Paul's house? <laughs> or is it hotels? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I mean... I, I believe. I mean, Paul has a big house. I believe Paul's house does not have a thirteenth floor, so well, okay. technically that you. could be a right answer. But the answer you're no. looking for, I believe, Jordana, is hotels. Hotels do not have yeah. a thirteenth floor. And and look, my house only has eleven stories. Okay. <laughs> you don't so get to please. count each step as a floor, Paul. Those are no. steps on your no. stairway. <laughs> So, yeah, Paul's house. So you're right, I guess, David. That was a trick question, but you did get it right. Good job. Although, I got to be honest, I spent a lot of time in hospitals. I wouldn't want to be on the 13th floor no. of a hospital. Yeah, I, I don't. But it, I'm glad my, sure. my I transplants. I'm on the 7th, and I'm yeah. going to the 9th. Okay. So I'm, yeah. Is there a 13th the floor at the hospital you're in? At Mayo, I don't. Um, You know what? In, in some of the buildings there are, and I, I haven't noticed in, in like the office part there is, I'm going to check next. I'm going down next Wednesday. I will check for you. That's a, that's and, a good call. It, yeah, sure. It's also condos and apartments. A lot of them don't, don't have, have 13th yeah. floors. Yeah. Well, it's been my experience. David got the right answer. All okay. right, Paul, you're up. What is the fear of the number 13 called? Is it hopscotchamorphia? Is it triskaidekaphobia? Is it brisketphobia? <laughs> Who would be afraid of brisket? Yeah. I, 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 God, you're making me hungry. What's B again? <laughs> Pronounce that for me. How do you uh, say that? I thought that was brisket phobia, but oh, I think it was no, triskaidekaphobia. Triskaidekaphobia. I, I think it's that. It's not the fear of triscuits? No. But I am afraid of triscuits. <laughs> yeah. Not afraid of. <laughs> The number 13. You're right. I also made up hopscotchamorphia. Yeah. Hopscotchamorphia. Yeah. I know. Wow. And by the way, people who suffer from triskaidekaphobia mm-hmm. have real symptoms like nausea, vomiting, difficulty breathing, rapid heartbeat. Like they have like real panic attacks, I guess, when confronted really? with the number 13. I don't know. Whoa. All right, David, this is a long one. Okay. While no scientific evidence has been found to date indicating that Fridays falling on the 13th have any higher rate of tragic events. Mm-hmm. There surely have been some particularly unfortunate events on Friday the 13th in history. What did not occur Ooh. on a Friday the 13th? Okay. Oh. Okay. Um, rapper Tupac Shakur died. Okay. Uh, if, if you believe he's dead, there's a theory on that also. The Germans bombed Buckingham Palace. The Great Bola Cyclone killed 300,000 people in Bangladesh. An alligator pounced from a pond in Disney World and attacked a float carrying Mickey and Minnie Mouse. An Uruguayan Air Force flight crashed into a glacier in the Andes Mountains. Or hundreds of members of the Knights Templar, whose mission was to defend the Holy Land, were arrested and eventually murdered by the King of France. Wow, Which did only one. one of those did not occur. I thought it was supposed it. to be like an ABC thing. Like now yeah. I got to yeah, pick one out of those 17 things. things that didn't happen. There were too many things <laughs> that occurred. So I wanted to get them all in there. <laughs> um, well, good I, I, yeah. So all of those things um, sound like you're reading them off the Wikipedia page, except for oh. one, except for the oh. first one which was uh, the killing of Tupac. You just sort of rattled that off. So I believe that that's the one that did not actually happen. Oh, is it? Is it Mickey and Minnie? 
Mickey, Mickey and Minnie? That's the one? That sounded a little weird An alligator to me. Yeah. bounced from a pond yeah. in Disney World and yeah. attacked a float carrying Mickey and Minnie Mouse. That did not okay. <laughs> but But the, uh, I bet people are going to text me because rapper Tupac Shakur died on Friday, September 13th, but that was six days after he was shot in Vegas. Oh. So he died on the 13th, but he was shot oh. six days prior. So don't okay. at me and tell me that that's wrong, folks. Okay, I double-checked. Uh, okay. Oh, no, that's it. I'm done now. I, I'm out of questions. Who won? Yeah, we tied. I think, was it a tie? Yeah. We each got two? We each got two, yeah. See, Paul, you got lucky on Friday the 13th. I know, I know. Doesn't happen often. Good job, you two. Good job, you two. Mike Max is next with sports. Why can't Minnesota sports fans have nice things? Why? Why? We've been doing okay. Why? Come on. Maxi Sports brought to you by the John Schuster Group at Caldwell Banker Real Estate. We'll get to the Wild in a second, but this is the first time the Twins are taking on the Guardians. I can't get used to that. Maxi, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm out here watching the Twins take a little batting practice. It's hard to feel, which is absolutely perfect right now. There's no humidity, and it's just a nice night, and they will play the Guardians, as you said. More importantly, they'll try to snap a three-game losing skid that Houston just uh, handed yeah. them. And uh, we're I just talking to some players and people in the organization. They said, you know, that watching the Dodgers in Houston uh, have both come through here, and you realize the game was played at a different level that the Twins are not at yet. Twins are a good baseball team, but there's another level there that both those teams put on display and kind of showed the Twins what the standard is. Uh, if you want to compete in the uh, in the big leagues, and, and they are the standard, so they don't make many mistakes. So, twins are a little bit banged up still, but they're they're getting there. Uh, got a nice visit to Royce Lewis today. He's enjoying his time here. Yeah, you know, I, I think even Carlos Correa, when he comes back, uh, Lewis could end up uh, sticking with this team because he can play some third base and whatnot. So that's one of the many storylines that we're following right now. Uh, Mikey, where else have you been today? Have you been out um, at Target yeah. Field all day? What else are you tracking? No, no I said the Vikings earlier today. They had their rookie camp. Uh, they they commenced. Wow. All the guys they draft in the free agents they signed come to town for the first time. They get to practice. It's just them. It's not the veterans. It's just them. And, and, and then the coaching staff, which is a new coaching staff to us, to them, any coaching staff would be new. So uh, I had a chance to watch that for a bit, but you don't get a lot out of a, a football workout when they don't have – they're not hitting. They're just uh, kind of teaching these kids what to do, and then they they work in some uh, you know some, some social type classes and some life classes over the weekend, and uh, uh, you know, and then next week the, the veterans will come in on Tuesday to begin uh, working out with them. But uh, it's just kind of interesting because it's all new faces. The coaching staff you don't recognize anybody from. It's you know, it's Kevin O'Donnell's uh, the man in charge, and you become so used to Mike Zimmer being the guy and and Rick Spielman being at practice, and that doesn't exist anymore. So it was just it was kind of a weird day to be out there. Yeah, hey, weird. what would you say to beating up wild fans at this hour, Mikey? Yeah, you know, I have a different perspective covering it for a long time, and, and, and that is, you know, the, the Wild and the Timberwolves both extended uh, their seasons by playing in the playoffs. And is a, right. maybe this is more the, the reporter in me. You know, they gave me a few more weeks of content. That I, I, I am not at all greedy as a Minnesota sports person because, I'm, I'm so used to it. I don't. I didn't expect him to beat St. Louis. I didn't expect Timberwolves to beat Memphis. I, I don't know why uh, we've moved so far in that mindset. I mean, the Wild were the higher seed. You can make a case that they should, you should have expected them to win. But I'm just so used to it that it just, 
<laughs> you know, whether it goes six games or whatever, I expect them to lose. And I hate to say that, but that's the way I feel about it. Well, I think we need to be more grateful. All of our teams did well, are doing grateful. or are yep. doing well this season. The yeah, Wolves yeah, were yeah, I mean, great. I mean, you know, how many years do you sit and watch it with the Timberwolves? You go, well, that would right. really be fun if they were in the playoffs. Well, they made the yeah. playoffs, and it was fun. So I, I don't get too caught yes. up in the rest of it. Thank you. Good Thank perspective. You. Amen, brother. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. All right, Mikey. We won't hear Mikey on the air because the uh, the uh, Twins are hosting the Guardians tonight on CCO. The news is next, and Paul and I will be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.